propensity towards sales, I believe everyone can be a good salesperson and that every entrepreneur needs to be a good salesperson um, because that's really what it's all about. If you read Dan Pink's new book, um, To Sell as Human, he talks about how we are all selling all the time, really, every day. And so um, my backstory really is just that I love um, people. I'm an idea person. I'm very entrepreneurial. And I'm always coming up with things. And when you're coming up with things, you have to get other people to help you make them happen. And that's what really sales is. I did start, however, officially in the sales world um, with my first business, which was a bookstore um, and resource center for parents and teachers. Back in the days when I was teaching, I spent the first 13 years of my career as a public school teacher, started my first business venture while I was a public school teacher. But then I did go to work for my father's company, um, Miller Hyman. Um, he and my stepmom grew that company, and I uh, joined them in 1992 to help them grow it so then they could eventually sell it. And so I learned everything that they knew about selling and about a small business and being an entrepreneur, uh, working with them. You know, I had learned a little bit previously when I went out on my own to do my first business, but really learned a lot. And then in 1997, I shot off on my own to start my own company, and the year after that, my parents did do a very successful sale of their company, Miller Hyman, which is now MHI Global. So I've been working with people on sales for a long time, and I love helping startups and entrepreneurial companies learn how to sell. Awesome, awesome. Great, great story. So let's let's get right into it then. What are your top recommendations for building and growing a sales funnel, especially if you're an early stage company? It can be very difficult. Absolutely. And I believe that um, building your sales funnel is such a key thing that most companies don't do or don't really know how to do. And so this is something that I really want everyone to key into, you know, first of all, what is a sales funnel? Well, you know, today we use the word funnel in many different ways. We talk about our marketing funnel and um, our product funnel and then our sales funnel. So there's lots of funnels to be aware of. Um, all of them really are leading to the same thing, which is customer acquisition, which is what is critical. So a healthy sales funnel um, will have a good lead source. So using social media, traditional methods, word of mouth, um, friends and family, everything we can do to build our brand, get out in front of our target audience specifically, and draw them to us, you know, with inbound means and outbound means, you know, generating all those leads to put at the very top of your sales funnel is critically important. And that is got to be the fullest part of your funnel. I think most of the companies that I see that are struggling, it's because they don't have enough leads. They don't generate uh, enough interest, and their salespeople don't have anyone to call on. And so we've really got to focus on the top part of the funnel first. That's super important. Generate the leads. Build the brand. Get the interest so that you make your salespeople job easier. Now, of course, if you're selling through a website, the top of the funnel is critically important in terms of driving the traffic to the website so people will click buy. 
But then in a sale where we have uh, a salesperson and more of a business-to-business or business-to-consumer sale, we need to be able to take those leads and really qualify them and move them down into the funnel to get those people to meet with us and, you know, show their interest. So our job as salespeople, you know, through cold calling, through social media, through email strategies, through introductions, through all the different ways, we want to get to those people who are interested and get an appointment with them on the phone. Uh, It can be a web meeting. It could be an in-person meeting, any of those things. And really find out what their interest is and then be able to see if there's a good fit and qualify them. So really you go from that top of the funnel with all that lead generation and interest and it will slim down because not all of those people will be ready to buy, but they'll move into that next section of the funnel where you can qualify them. And keeping that section healthy and moving is really important because a lot of people let things stagnate. They don't get back to people quickly enough or they forget to follow up, or they leave it open, like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, let us know if you're interested. So key, key thing with building and growing your sales funnel is making sure that every interaction has a next action and a next action date so that nothing is missed and we're continuing to move the sale forward. Um, So that's what's really important with the sales funnel to keep it full on the top and then to keep things moving through the funnel by having that ever-important next action and next action date. And then you need a format to keep your funnel in so that you can have a visual. So some people use a CRM. Some people use a spreadsheet, an app. I don't really care what you use, but you need to use something so you can print a report of your funnel and see the health of your funnel and make sure that things are not getting stuck. Awesome. This is great advice. So I just tweeted it. Make sure every interaction has a next action and next next action date. So you talked about filling the top of the funnel. What are some ways, because there's a ton of noise today, right? So what are some ways you've seen uh, B2B companies, early companies, fill their top of the funnel with leads? Oh, my gosh, this is so important, and I don't know if I told you this, but I teach entrepreneurship at University of Nevada. We have an entrepreneurship minor there that I helped actually start that minor in the College of Business there, and I teach an entrepreneurial sales class there, and just on Monday, I was talking to them about how important it is to do effective lead generation. Now, today... So many people think that the only way to do effective lead generation is online with social media. But there are many traditional methods that work as well. But let's cover some social media things first. Number one, we all know that it's important to share great content online and to develop our personal brand. As an entrepreneur, you really need to develop not only your company brand, but you really need to develop your personal brand as well. People are attracted to the owners and the founders of companies, and they want to follow them. And so you're really missing the boat if you're not developing your own personal brand as a lead generation method. In fact, even if you hire salespeople, 
as the founder or CEO of your company, you are the chief lead generator. You have the power to be able to generate leads like no one else in your company because you're the heart, you're the story, you are the passion of that company, and you can draw that to you. So developing your brand online is critically important, and we do that by showing our expertise and sharing good content. So everybody today, all salespeople, need to become great marketers they need to be good online. They need to develop their personal brand online. And then choose which medium to use based on where their audience is. Figure out who your target audience is. Be specific about that. Don't just be general. Oh, hey, we sell to anybody who wants an app. We sell to anybody who, who buys houses. We sell to anybody who wants to invest. No. Who is your specific audience? And then find the social media channels that speak directly to that target audience, and draw those people to you as best you can. But use traditional methods as well. Trade shows can be great if they're done right. I have an ebook on trade shows that I'll be happy to send to anyone who wants it, how to do your trade show right and actually really generate leads there. Any kind of networking that's with your target audience. So they could be even networking at social events, sporting events, but how about professional organizations and uh, conferences and trade shows? Think about all the networking you can do with different groups of people who are your target audience. And then think about things like speaking engagement. That's a great way to attract leads. If you're the speaker, you're the expert, people want to know more. So in conjunction with a trade show or a conference, maybe you're also a speaker and you have uh, an exhibit booth. Or maybe you speak to professional organizations where you're target away and turn them into a great referral source and maybe, you know, refer to each other this and help each other. Being recorded. So these are all ways that you can generate leads and keep the top of your funnel really full. Awesome. No, some great, great advice there. And I should stop by one of your classes the next time I'm in Reno. We would love it. We'd love to have visitors. Awesome. So now you, so you filled your top of the funnel. We talked about how to follow up and grow that funnel. How about finding great sales reps? Because that is hard, particularly harder when you're an early stage company. So what are some, what are the characteristics of a great sales rep? Well, first I want to say it is really hard. <laughs> and I don't want to make any mistake about that. It's important for entrepreneurs and business owners to know just how hard it is to get good salespeople. And let me tell you what I mean by the word hard. Most business owners and salespeople are their first and best salesperson, even though sometimes they don't want to be and they don't like sales, and they actually don't know how to sell. But it is critically important if you want to hire good salespeople to become a great salesperson. It's hard to recognize something that you don't know anything about. If you're a great salesperson yourself, or at least a good salesperson, you will recognize another great salesperson when you see one. Not only that, but if you're going to hire a salesperson, you have to know how to manage them. If you've never done that sales job yourself, 
it will be very difficult for you to manage a salesperson. And this is where I enter companies all the time. They might have hired a salesperson, but they aren't getting the results that they wanted. And the reason being that they really don't know how to get a salesperson to get the results they want because they're not really clear on what the sales job actually is. So it's important to understand what sales is at your own company and to know that sales job, even if you don't intend to do it for very long. That's going to be the key to finding good salespeople. Now, what are the qualities of a good salesperson? Well, that really depends on what type of salesperson you need. So there's lots of different sales types out there. We talk about hunters, people who can go out there and just generate leads like crazy. Now, if you have a really great marketing team that can generate a lot of leads for your salespeople, you don't need a hunter because you've got leads just sitting there waiting for somebody to make a call to them or meet with them. And so that's a different type of salesperson. So you really have to understand what type of salesperson you need, and then you can figure out what the great qualities are for that type of salesperson. Because an account manager, somebody who has a book of business and manages that book of business and grows that, is a different kind of salesperson than somebody who goes out and gets brand new business from scratch. And that's different than a person who takes leads that were already generated and, and takes those leads and qualifies them and turns them into business. And there's, there's other variations as well. So in order to know what the great characteristics of a salesperson are, you first have to know what is a sales job at your own company, how will that be done, what type of work is it, and then you can figure out the type of salesperson you need, and, and then you can start to attract them and interview them and hire them. Fantastic! Lots, lots of good, lots of gold here. So, so you've hired now and and possibly hired some good salespeople. What are some of the things that need to be included in a new sales reps plan? Well, once you get them on board, you really have to train them, and I think we fall short here in every way. Uh, even large companies are not very good at this, although some of them have like a two-week boot camp that the salespeople can go to, and then maybe they shadow another sales rep for a while or something like that. But typically, we just throw salespeople at a job and expect them to know how to do it, and especially in startups and small businesses. We don't have any training for them. We expect them to know how to sell because they were selling somewhere else, and we throw them into our situation and say, Go. So that's a big sale point for most businesses. When you bring a new salesperson in, first, of course, you want to vet them really carefully and make sure they really are the right person. And that doesn't happen in a one-hour interview, by the way. Um, I really feel like you need to do a one or two phone interviews, have the, a salesperson do an assignment, have them come in and do a pitch, um, have them can come in and do um, a mock um, sales call. You know, interview them several times. Interview them with a team. Really get to know them. Maybe have them even hang out at your company for a, a couple of hours or a day or something like that to see what your company is all about. Make sure it's a great fit. But then once you've got them, the first couple weeks, 
They really need to learn your company, your culture. They need to get to know your people. They need to talk to some of your existing customers and make sure that they understand why those customers bought from you and how those customers use your product and service. They really need a chance to get ingrained in the company and get the passion and understand the culture so that they can be a great representative for you. Um, they need they need sales training. Believe it or not, you think you hired somebody who knows how to sell, but every company is different, and every sale is a is a little bit different. You know, even though some of the elements are the same, they need the sales training of your company. They need your product training and ongoing product training, not just once, but every couple of months. You know, you give it to them initially, and then three months later, you need to give it to them again. When a salesperson is new, they're absorbing so much information, there's no possible way they could remember it all. So what you want to do is train and retrain and retrain and retrain over a year's time. And then periodically after that, you know, you think that your sales reps know all the, of your products and services. You will be surprised that they have forgotten as much as they remembered. So train, retrain, and then ongoing training is just critical. And these new sales reps need training about your company, your culture. They need to learn your people. They need to learn your customers. They need product training. And they need to know how you do your sales. What is the way of your company for selling? Those are all things you'll need to train them on. Awesome. That's. Uh, I think training is not done enough justice in any role, but but particularly sales. If, if you're going to rely on on this revenue from these new people, they need to be equipped, right? So this is fantastic. Absolutely. Awesome. So now you, you're in. Uh, you've you've been trained. You've gone through the processes. What are what are some tips you've seen to help uh, make sales reps do better calls, right? Because you're hitting the phones and and maybe you're not connecting or you're connecting and going nowhere. What are some recommendations for that? Well, you know, again, like everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs help doing their job. Everybody needs encouragement and all of those things. So you've got your sales reps trained, and now they're doing the job. You need a great sales manager slash sales coach to work with them. So you need to meet with them once a week, maybe every other week, depending Every person's different, but you want to look at each sales rep as an individual and have periodic one-to-one meetings with them. Some of the um, owners that I know that manage salespeople um, or the sales managers, they say to me, oh, I talk to them all the time. I don't need to have a special meeting with them. Well, you talk to them all the time on the fly, and that's good, and I'm not saying to stop doing that, but they need your undivided attention every once in a while. So I would say no less than once a month, no more than once a week, you have to give this sales rep your undivided attention in a one-to-one meeting. And that is a structured meeting with an agenda where you go over the uh, results that that sales rep is getting. You can review their sales funnel with them. You can identify any concerns or problems challenges, closing deals, and you can set a separate meeting to strategize on those. 
You can also look at their results versus their activity and see if they're not getting the results they should, why is that? What activity is missing from their day? And look at the structure of their day and coach them around that. Now, that's one thing they need, a one-on-one -on -one meeting with your undivided attention and a structured agenda. The other thing is you simply must take the time to listen to their sales calls, either in person, if they're in-person meetings, on the web, if they're web meetings, or on the phone. And you, you need to record calls. You need to go, um, go online with them and listen or record those online meetings or ride with them and, and go to their sales meetings. The only way to really help a coach, uh, uh, to help a salesperson improve is to give them the coaching on the actual calls that they make. Tell them what they did well and what they could do better next time. Now, there is tons of software out there these days that you can record online meetings and you can record phone calls and then you can listen and coach on the fly. Um, Connect and Sell has a tool where you can record calls and on your own smartphone, you can flip through your reps' calls and listen to them every once in a while and just see what they're saying, and then you, the tool lets you actually send them coaching on that call. But there, there's no greater way to improve what a sales rep is doing than to sit and listen and watch and, and give them great feedback, what they did well, and what they could improve for next time. Now, another thing that sales reps can do is listen to their own call. So if again, if a webinar where it can be recorded or a phone call that can be recorded, your sales rep should spend at least an hour every week listening to their own calls and and hearing what they did and improving upon that. That will make them improve very, very quickly. Fantastic. So lot, lots of listening and being actively involved throughout uh, throughout the process with the new sales rep. Let's let's go into some questions. I have a question from Zafarin. Says we don't have any salespeople yet. I started taking talking to potential customers. Uh, I sh I know I should be the one who closes the first deals, but we will have thousands of customers. So how many sales should a founder do themselves? Yeah, that somebody? is yeah yeah that's a great question. I think that. Right now, you have to see what your capacity is. Can you follow up on all the leads that you have and do that selling yourself? Is there anyone else at your company, maybe their role isn't sales, but they can help? For example, one of my clients, their CFO is one of their best salespeople. One of the reasons is because people will take his call because he is a CFO and he's got a really great way about learning and understanding and then solving. And so he is a, he's a fantastic salesperson. So think, besides yourself, who else at your company should be involved in selling? And what is their role? How can they help you? But to know how many salespeople you have, is it's really a lot of mathematical equations because you have to understand how many leads you have coming in and what output you want from those leads. So if you're saying, well, you know, we need $30,000 a month worth of sales right now, 
how many salespeople will it take to do $30,000 a month? Well, it depends on so many things. One is, will they have to generate their own leads or will they have leads? Because if they're generating their own leads, you're going to need more salespeople because lead generation takes time. If they have leads to follow up on, then it depends on what is the length of your sales cycle. Now, if you're new, you might not know, but if you have a complex business-to-business sale, it's likely to be two, three, four months long, maybe five or six months long. Some of the deals I've helped people with take a year to close. So there's lots of pieces to understanding how many sales reps you should hire, but at first, you want to show a great sales rep that, the position you're going to hire them for is going to be lucrative. See, one of the problems that startups have is they have no track record, but they want an excellent salesperson, and they want them to work on straight commission. And I always laugh out loud. Any great salesperson will not take a job in an unproven territory with an unproven product because they want to be able to make a lot of money, and you can't prove to them that they will be able to. But if you've done the selling yourself and can prove that there's leads and that you follow up and the sales cycle is this long and that there is money to be made, you will be much more likely to attract a great salesperson. That, that, is, uh, that is a fantastic answer. So um, what social selling tips do you have? And uh, we just got this question in. I mean, do you even believe in social selling? So there's there's two schools of thought here. There's people who hire sales folks and they say, hit the phone, email phone, email cadence. And then there's huge proponents of, of social selling. So where does your loyalty lie or is it a combination of things? It's definitely a combination. And I just want to say that social selling is a little bit of a misnomer. Should you use social media to help you network? Yes. Generate leads? Yes. But you don't really you can't really sell on social media. You can drive traffic to your website and they can purchase or you can drive leads to uh, to salespeople, but you don't actually do the selling online. What you really do is the marketing part online. You do the building relationships, the getting to know you, the getting them to trust you and see that you're a great source of information. That's the part you can and must do online. And as I said earlier, every salesperson today must be a marketer. And being a marketer today means having a personal brand online. Yes, you have to show up online. You have to be on LinkedIn. Your profile needs to be stellar. And it needs to be about the person who will be reading it. So people land on your LinkedIn profile. They should see your smiling face so they can begin to bond with you. They should see a headline that tells them what they can get from you, what results and what you're about. They should see a summary that makes them raise their hand and go, oh, 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 that's me. That's me. I need to talk to these people. They shouldn't see a summary that says, I do this and I am that and I, 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 which is what most people have, or their LinkedIn profile looks like a resume. If your salespeople have a LinkedIn profile that looks like a resume, I wonder, are they looking for a job? So when you set up your LinkedIn profile, it should be all about the reader. Your ideal prospect lands on your LinkedIn profile. What will make them want to contact you? What will make them want to buy from you? What will make them know that you are a leader? You're trying to attract 
and their attention and engage them and want to connect with you. So your LinkedIn profile is critical. Twitter is an awesome tool. You can tweet out your own good content and you can retweet other content of thought leaders to show people that you are educated in the field and that you're following it and then you're an expert. You can use Facebook um, in a similar kind of a way. You can use Instagram, Pinterest. You figure out where your target audience is and you need to be there putting out the messaging that attracts them. Fantastic. No, that was uh, that was a great answer. One final question, right? Uh, I I often get emails and calls from reps saying just following up and just following up, and they're always just following up. And it can it can get super annoying when you get a dozen of these every day. How can reps not annoy prospects when following up? Okay, that's great. And I actually have an article on my blog, How Not to Annoy Your Prospects. <laughs> so I want you all to read that. <laughs> my blog is smartsalestips.com. But, yeah, first of all, eliminate the word just from your vocabulary. The minute you say just, it negates everything that you're going to say after that. When you say, oh, hi, I'm just following up, people are like, so what? So you, every interaction you have with a customer or a prospect must bring value. If you are just following up, that brings me no value. You're just trying to get me to buy from you. So when you are following up with me to stay in touch, bring me some value. You have to know my industry. You have to know my business. You have to know what pains me and send me an article or a tip or a video that will help me solve my problems in some way. That's what it takes to get someone to respond. And, and don't even be in the position of just following up. Be in the position of we have left our meeting with an appointment to do X, Y, and Z next on this date so that they are responding to you because they agreed that it was important to move forward and you had a date and time to meet again about a specific topic. If, you, if they weren't having any interest at the time and you're drip nurturing them to bring them back to you, then every touch should add value. Videos, audios, uh, you know, tips content that helps them, and it doesn't have to be your own content. It can be other thought leaders' content that you share as well. Don't just follow up with anyone ever. Awesome. That was, uh, that was fantastic and, and a great way to end, uh, end today's awesome session. Don't just follow up with anyone. How can people get in touch with you, Alice? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Alice Hyman. LinkedIn, I shared that earlier, but you can easily find me on LinkedIn. It's uh, linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Alice Hyman. My website is alicehyman.com, and all of my contact information is there as well. So please feel free to ask me your sales questions. I also offer a 30-minute free strategy session. All you have to do is sign up using my link, and then come prepared with a sales challenge that you want to discuss 
and I will give you 30 minutes of my undivided attention on that sales challenge. Awesome.